Letter number 11. Tefillah, prayer, is an expression of Torah Adam. My dear student, in my eyes, Tefillah, prayer, is one of the ultimate manifestations of Torah Adam. This might seem counterintuitive at first. It'd be natural to regard Tefillah as an act of community because we are directed to pray in a minyan, Tefillah B'Tzibur. But in our tradition, as articulated by Rabbi Soloveitchik, Tefillah is a very personal expression of our service to Hashem. Although Tefillah allows an entire congregation to access Hashem's holiness together, as we often cite the verse, Barov Am Hadrat Melech, a numerous people is the glory of a king. It is fundamentally a service of the heart, as interpreted in the Gemara and Tanit, Uliavdo Bcholavchem, Ezuhi Avodashi Balev Haveomer Zotfilah. You are to serve God with all of your heart. What can be described as service of the heart? Prayer. In the thought of the Rav, this service of the heart emerges from the depths of one's soul. Rabbi Salavechik begins his lonely man of faith with a confession, and I quote, I am lonely. Let me emphasize, however, that by stating I am lonely, I do not intend to convey to you the impression that I am alone. I thank God, do enjoy the love and friendship of many. I meet people, talk, preach, argue, reason. I am surrounded by comrades and acquaintances. And yet companionship and friendship do not alleviate the passional experience of loneliness, which trails me constantly. I am lonely because at times I feel rejected and thrust away by everybody, not excluding my most intimate friends. And the words of the psalmist, my father and my mother have forsaken me, ring quite often in my ears like the plaintive cooing of the turtle dove. It is a strange, alas, absurd experience, engendering sharp, enervating pain, as well as a stimulating, cathartic feeling. I despair because I am lonely and hence feel frustrated. On the other hand, I also feel invigorated because this very experience of loneliness presses everything in me into the service of God." End quote. For the Rav, the person who is lonely is never actually alone. The Rav writes poignantly in a number of places about how throughout his life, even in the darkest of times, such as when he was being wheeled into surgery or when he was heartbroken in grief over the passing of his wife, Hashem accompanied him and comforted him. This sentiment is aptly captured in the Rav's use of Plotinus, the Neoplatonic philosopher of late antiquity, to describe prayer as the act of a lonely and solitary individual reaching out to God in his transcendental loneliness and numinous solitude. Prayer is the flight of the alone to the alone. The one who is alone reaches out to the one who can only be alone. We are each of us profoundly alone at times, and it is in those times that we reach out to God who is similarly singular in presence. It is this feeling of being completely and intimately alone that creates a deep connection to Hashem as we open ourselves in vulnerability. And that is what lies at the heart of tefillah. This perspective on prayer helps mediate the well-known debate regarding whether the obligation to pray daily is from the Torah or is of rabbinic origin. Rambam maintains that the obligation to pray daily is from the Torah. As he writes in Hilchot Tefillah, as well as in the fifth mitzvah of the Sefer HaMitzvot. Mitzvah Rasei Litzbalel B'chol Yom Shenemar Vavadatem Et Hashem Elokechem 
It's a positive commandment to pray each day. As the verse says, you shall serve Hashem your God. The sages learned that the service is prayer and the verse states and to serve him with all of your hearts. And which the sages commented, what may be described as service of the heart? Prayer. The number of prayers is not prescribed in the Torah and the form of prayer is not prescribed in the Torah, nor does the Torah prescribe a fixed time for prayer. In contrast to Rambam, Ramban, in his gloss to the Sefer HaMitzvot, regards prayer as mandatory from the Torah only in a time of crisis. As a proof text, he cites a verse about crisis. When you go to war against an enemy that attacks you in your land, you shall sound a trua on the trumpets. You will then be recalled before the Lord your God and will be delivered from your enemies. When we were threatened in the wilderness, we prayed as a community in desperate straits. The Rav explained the debate between these two scholarly luminaries by suggesting that fundamentally they both agree that tefillah emerges from crisis. They differ only as to how to define crisis. While the Ramban refers to surface crisis, like during times of war and famine, Rambam speaks of depth crisis, which emerges in the sensitive soul in everyday life. Every day brings its handful of challenges and questions. All of this, the joy and the despair, we bring with us when we daven. Every day, we have the opportunity to bring our whole selves into communication with Hashem. The Rav eloquently describes this human need to pray, and I quote, Prayer is a mode of expression or objectification of our inner experience, of a state of mind, of a subjective religious act, of the adventurous and bold attempt of self-transcendence on the part of the human being and his incessant drive toward the infinite and eternal, end quote. The Rav writes elsewhere that prayer is the tale of an aching and yearning heart. Teradadam asks that we discover our true selves and bring those true selves into conversation with Hashem. This approach to tefillah raises a very obvious question. Prayer in this respect makes the most sense of experienced in solitude. And we know this from our own experience as well. Sometimes, many times, we pray with the best kavanah intention when we are by ourselves. Yet the very language of tefillah always moves us from the individual to the plural. Our requests are made in the plural. And on Yom Kippur, we even confess our sins in the plural. If tefillah is avodah shabalev, a service of the heart, why is it so communally focused? The answer is that our tradition directs us to expand what's in our hearts. We must include others, both those close to us who may need our tefillot and moving outwards, strangers on the other side of the globe who are in crisis. The act of prayer is expansive. The heart has many chambers. This notion emerged most poignantly for me personally when I was a congregational rabbi. I had a very close relationship with many of my congregants. I felt their suffering when they were going through difficult times, and I was elated when they experienced celebrations. This transformed my whole tefillah experience. 
When we gathered together in prayer, I knew intimately the joys, struggles, and problems of people in every single pew. The woman in the front who was recently diagnosed with cancer, the young man who just got engaged, and the new father who just lost his job. There's so many people to hold in my thoughts, and I wanted to hold them there. These were my friends. They were my family. I loved them. My heart expanded, and as a result, the service of my heart expanded as well. Now, this led to some practical challenges. As a congregational rabbi, I had to tend to the public tefillah, which impacted on my personal one. Even the amount of time I could spend on my private Amidah silent prayer was curtailed due to my concern of burdening the congregation, as they would, out of respect, wait for me to finish my silent Amidah before starting the public recitation. For a number of tefillot during the Yamam Noraim, the High Holidays, I instructed the congregation not to wait for me so that I could devote myself fully to unburdening what I was carrying in my heart. And it took time. I remember that one congregant came over to me during the break in Yom Kippur and quipped that he was a little troubled. I thought we had a pretty pious rabbi, but there must be a mountain of transgressions you're repenting for. If he only knew that my tefillah was actually about him and his current challenges about his family, his neighbors, and his fellow congregants. The Gemara teaches us that one who prays for another's needs, even if they are similar to one's own, is actually answered even more immediately. When it comes to the true meaning of Avodah Shabalev, I have learned that it doesn't only mean what's in your heart, it's also whose in your heart. Who is in your heart, my precious student? This kind of prayer redefines the notion of self. Channeling the words of the Rub in his explanation of the debate between Rambam and Ramban, if we profoundly feel the needs of others when we pray, then their crises become our own. When you love others enough, you absorb their pain the way you absorb your own. Their joy also becomes your happiness. This is our aspiration for prayer. The Gemara and Shabbat illustrates different ways that the Maraim, the Talmudic sages, would prepare for prayer. He called the Krata Lokecha Yisrael, Ravabaravuna Rami Puzmake Yomatsle Amar. What does it mean he called the Krat? Rava Shadai Glima Upacharya Deya Matsale. Amar Kaabde Kame Mare. Prepare to greet your God, Israel. What does the Pasuk mean? Rabbi Baravuna would don expensive socks and pray. And he said he would do this because it's written, prepare to greet your God, Israel. Rabbi, however, would not do so. In his prayer, he would remove his cloak and clasp his hands and pray as a slave before his master. Ravashi said, the Gemara tells us, I saw the Rav Kahana when they were suffering in the world would remove his cloak and clasp his hands and pray as a slave before his master. However, when there was peace in the world, he would dress and cover himself and wrap himself in a significant garment and pray. And he said that he did so in fulfillment of the verse, prepare to greet your God, Israel. The first two sages prepared for tefillah based on their understanding of how best to approach Hashem in terms of what posture looked most respectful. But Rav Kahana prepared 
by first looking at his surroundings, internalizing the needs of those around him, and then collectively bringing everyone with him when he approached Hashem. Torah Adam charges us to develop all our unique skills, talents, and qualities. But this is not simply for the purpose of self-actualization. It is to have a broader notion of self that includes others. This is the kind of Torah Adam that leads to a Torah Chaim that is also Ahavat Chesed. and leads to loving acts of loving kindness. It is the kind of Torah we teach in our yeshiva and the Torah to which I will now turn. Vivracha Ari Berman.